Who cares about your team winning the Super Bowl when your team could win the offseason? My name is Danny Heifetz, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. We cover trades, free agency, the draft, obviously. We cover quarterbacks, and there are a lot of good quarterbacks this year. And the teams at the top of the draft, Washington, New England, Chicago, big teams with big histories. Listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. I was trying to find. What were you trying to find, I was Mike? Trying to find one specific card in my card ladder history, and I can't find it. Darn it's, it! It's irritating me a little bit. Card you own, or just a card you look for? Card I own. None of your business. It's over your head. You wouldn't. Don't concern you. <laughs> um, um, <clears throat> it's okay. I, I will find it eventually. Oh, you know what? Here it is. I'm going to start with this one. I have a segment prepared for later. You want to understand? I like to prep for things. Um, not a big deal. Something I do. I like to put a little work into my work. You're known for it. Put your work into your trade, trade your work. So Is that a saying? Because if it is, I don't get it. You wouldn't understand. Okay, yeah. good. Anyways, we are back from Phoenix. <laughs> Scottsdale, I guess. Uh, Yeah, right outside of Phoenix. Scottsdale's freaking beautiful, by, way, by the way. I've never been to Arizona when it wasn't snowing. So, yeah, hey, I love it. what's the other bullcrap airline? I'm texting on it real quick. Spirit Airline, what's the other crap one? JetBlue? No, JetBlue's great. You get extra freaking leg room. Oh. Eddie, what's the other crap airline? It's Spirit, and there's one other one that's like, Every every flight's horrible. Uh, I can think of Southwest, but oh, hey, I have a whoa, Southwest card. Okay, Why don't you, you get better, out of here? You better take it easy, Eddie. I, on this Southwest, I rep for Southwest too. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like it. It sounds like you're doing a great job repping for him. Sheesh! Can you Google that while we're talking for the next like worst airlines to fly with? Why would he do yeah. that? No, just he's not do doing anything job. else. It's important. Okay, he here we go. Absolutely is. Okay, what are we oh, talking about? Oh God, I don't know. Uh, so we were in Arizona. We were out there for spring training at the top spot. FedEx Live event. It was awesome. We gave away $10,000. Uh, so that was a really cool thing. And there was a couple athletes that showed up. Yeah, we got to talk with a few. I'm trying to think. Uh, number one, Pete Armstrong, best athlete. Still to this day, the best best athlete who's ever been involved with this podcast. Here's the thing. I, as far as the interview goes, I couldn't agree more. But I am really leaning. Um, Your boy. Yeah, I know where this is going. You were creeping out with Reggie. 
Reggie Crawford, man. That dude and me, we had a moment. I could tell. He's left-handed. I'm left-handed. He's 6'4". We're both uh, about to be in a cutting phase. Both African-American. Um, both. I don't, well, actually, I don't, I don't know. know if Reggie is. Actually, Reggie's I got my 23 and me, so we'll find out. Huge hands on that guy. Dude. He shook my hand and was like tickling my funny bone. Uh, I'm telling you. I was like, bro, you, you need to chill out. Like huge hands. grip would crush my hand. Oh, and I've can, never. That's not. The size was good. I would crush his hands, but I'm saying he was a big dude. You would crush his hands? Please. You are pathetic if you think such a crazy thought like that. He was a nice guy, so I didn't have to slap him around. But in, um, a, in a heartbeat, I would drop him. He, um, he no, was actually great. He was good awesome. sport. Yep. He signed stuff. We got. Uh, we have a signed sticker. In fact, we'll end up uh, giving away. I, Ooh, it's I, in my bag. Oh, you I have one. I was going to say, because I had one from him also that I gave away to a guy who got crushed in the breaks that day. Oh. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put this in this package. Oh, God. I hope he didn't give it away, people. I, I thought we had it to come back with. I think it's in my bag. I could be wrong, but we'll find out. Um, there's a few other signs. The problem is, is that some of these guys, you know, some of them weren't the biggest names, but... We got them to sign shirts in the moment. We gave those out. But the stickers they signed, we didn't have them write their name on the back. And we just have like maybe four or five of them. Reggie wrote it well. Reggie, you would know. Frontier. Jordan. Sorry. uh, Jordan Lawler also came over and signed. Lawler was good, too. Yeah, Lawler Lawler was Lawler was awesome. I got Lawler and Reggie both to sign my face on one of my bubble mailers that has my face on them. Um, he was very, he's down. Dude, your headshots though freak some people out. It was perfect. Oh, and that was, I forgot I gave Reggie and Jordan both my headshot and then just had them carrying it around for like a few minutes. I don't. But but Reggie came back with it. He's like, hey, you see what I'm still holding? He still had it in his hand. I was like, oh, this guy might be kind of a creep like Jesse. He said he was going to put it up on his mantle with his other awards. So he's like 20. He doesn't have a mantle. That's a lie. I can tell you right now. Absolute lie. Yeah. But those guys were really cool. I mean, down to earth. And that was what was really cool about the whole event in itself is that the there's no like I don't know. There wasn't an entourage with all these guys. They're all pretty young, so they haven't like gotten to the level of like King Griffey or something like that. So having these this athletes, house, great. Yeah, having the house full of uh, athletes that are down and to sign, earth. Down the sign, they were there to, for a bunch of signings. We Absolutely. actually couldn't see a lot of the product. They were trying to keep the product under wraps. So I got some video of. In I fact, saw that, but Pete you stayed Crow, back. No, no, no. This video I have not posted because I oh, don't know okay. if I'm allowed to post it or not. I'm gonna check with them just to see. But like of Pete signing a number of items. Well, freaking Pete Crow gave us his Cubs oh, yeah. ID card to get into Chicago, like that, the stadium. He signed it. We gave it away. <laughs> that, still, was actually, that was actually pretty awesome. We're wondering, we're hoping he does not get in trouble oh, for he's that. never move. allowed. He but also yeah. had blue hair. He was making poor decisions all weekend. But we liked the kid. He's great. By the way, I got some information about the signing that I don't know if you uh, had heard this. I was going to share it with the audience because I thought this was really interesting because we're always wondering, like, how many autos, what are what are they signing? How many of those things are they signing? So a little detail for that. Fanatics Live people, or maybe it was Tops people, came over and said that the guys were mostly going to sign about 4,800 items. That's what I was told, 5,000. And then yeah. 6,000 for some of them. And they are saying they're getting through about 600 per hour. All on card, by the way. There was no sticker signed there. They were, I was yeah. told. That was oh, good. yeah. I didn't see any stickers. They, they were all signing cards. Yeah. Signing- or memorabilia in some cases, I heard. Because Oh, really? Yeah. So this was one thing I overheard at the pool. There was uh, some athlete over by the teriyaki chicken. Um, I was also getting the teriyaki chicken. He got, you know, steak. I got chicken. It was a whole thing. The people came up to him and they were like, uh, yeah, so... We got those, but, you know, we really, we need, like, two more items and a few cards. So, 
Um, if you can go, we got the memorabilia set up. If you'll go in here. And so they had like these Wranglers, these tops Wranglers trying to get him over there to sign whatever they were. Cheyenne? Was she there? I don't think it was Cheyenne. Cheyenne was a, a sweetheart, very helpful. Not Cheyenne, though. But okay. yeah, very cool to see some of the inner workings of some of this. Also, it was Kevin Durant's old house. That yeah, was a that fun was fact. Biggest hobby takeaway for me of the weekend, by the way. The So we interviewed, I think I counted eight. That number sound right to you? Man, it could be. I mean, there were just so I'm many gonna, in and I'm out. just going to go with eight. Almost every single one. First of all, two or three guys specifically came to the room where we were like, hey, we want to rip a pack. Yeah, the other guys we cool. screamed at walking by and they had to come in. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny. At one point, some of the people were like, you know, they may not want to come in. I was like, they're 20 years old and I'm going to be obnoxious. Like you can come in for 60 seconds or I'll just, I'll make a scene. Well, they, Up to you. But they were great. But But my overall hobby takeaway was, I was crazy impressed with the amount of hob- of these guys that are in the hobby. Or getting into it now. But, but like, yes. really in. Like, guys were, like, even just some of the terminology talking, like, oh, yeah, I, I PC this guy. Uh, I forget the guy's name for the Brewers. Every Brewer card he pulled is like, dude, I have a couple cards. Was with this Brock? guy? Was that who that was? I, I don't yeah. remember. Um, but, like, Lawler said the same thing. Reggie Crawford's open. Mm-hmm. The number of these guys. And so my one thing, like, we had fun. There was no, like, what's your favorite sport? None of this stupid stuff. He's boring. Jesse was like, Oh, <laughs> I, I like the question we asked together. You had asked a couple people already, but you were like, hey, next question. Fast food place all time. And the guy's like, as before you finished, he was like, you're getting serious. I was like, no, no, no. Caveat. Gun to your head. Yeah. <laughs> so, we had, I, so we actually had fun with him. But my one thing to everybody was, hey, when you're out there signing, you're a hobby guy. Oh, it I would like be that. amazing if you put a little inscription, just totally random on a few cards. That was And cool. a couple guys were like, hey, we're going to do a little hashtag. That that is stupid little stuff that takes literally seconds, but the fact that these guys were even and a couple of guys even mentioned like the condition. Yeah, man, just trying to be careful in these cards, man. We want those tens. Like speaking about grading, condition of cool. cards. Yep. Like the fact that there's this many young guys in was per- I thought was very cool. So yep. that was my biggest like actual hobby takeaway. A lot of these guys seem to be actually into product, which is good. Well, and we even had the one guy who was no longer he was retired, and man, I oh oh uh, uh, rent. Uh, Ren, Reno. Cards and Culture, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. There we go. How do you Anthony remember Anthony Rentone? Man, yeah, that's, man, that's sounds I'm really a, He played for the Sox for a while. But uh, he came over. Uncomfortably tall. Six <laughs> freaking, he sat down on the stool. I stood up. He was taller than me. It's not a joke. Has his own card shop. Oh, go, goes went through like now. all of the autos like and that. things that he collects yeah, and all this stuff dude. he's got in there. Yeah, it was, I, I don't know. Like the, the experience overall felt really natural. Nothing like felt too awkward or anything like that. At least, not, I mean, I granted, it's I was hard to be awkward. Making... Someone's like, "Hey, here's a headshot," and if I if if you had to eat a McDonald's Big Big Mac, here's the surprise us. answer, people: the fast food restaurant oh. of choice. Hang on, seems hang on, don't, be... don't say it. Don't say it. Ask Eddie because Eddie's the same age. Eddie, how old are you? Twenty three. Twenty four. Okay, 24. So, so Eddie's about the same age because oh. a lot of these guys were twenty to twenty five. And you're in California, right? San Diego. Yeah. So I wonder if they have this out there. Get to though. know your producer. Tell me who, what restaurant you think, fast food restaurant, would be the one of choice for these young players. Or just give us top three. Like your top three. Yeah. Not even what you, yeah. yeah. I want yours, not what you think they would pick. My top three, In and Out is number one. Ooh. That came up once. That was once. Yep. Um, probably Chick fil A is up there too. Oh, underrated. And I can go some chicken right now. Uh, number three, number three. Let's go with like a Jersey Mike's or something like that. If, if you consider that fast food. Okay. okay. All right. Now, what if me, I don't? If I don't consider uh, <laughs> Let me ask good. you this. Have you ever heard of the fast <laughs> yeah. food restaurant Cookout? 
No. Okay. Oh, so, so that's not a Western. That's not your thing. That's okay. not your fault. Cookout the, came up a number, and yeah. Panda Express came up twice. Well, Brock, yeah, well, the and guy yeah. Brock loved Panda Express, but the cookout one was such a shock, but it makes a lot of sense, people. If you've never been to a cookout, if you see one, go buy. The menu's extensive, it's cheap, and they're open all hours. We, Me and my buddies, I, I think Reggie also you said Reg. cookout. Yeah, we, we were big cookout fans. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. The uh, I'm trying to think. Other than that, like the events, the day before, the day after, I we were just was there well. for the day. We like yeah. landed. We literally landed Tuesday, uh, Monday night. Went right to the house. Yep. We went out to eat, and it was late. Like the place was closing as we were ordering food. Yep. We went home, slept, got up the next day, went to Monster Card Shop with Kyle and Kyle out there. Uh, thank God we had the stuff shipped to the card shop because my cases didn't arrive in time, so they let me just use some of theirs. Uh, and yeah, we just went nuts. We got up to 850, 830. What was our high? high 830 for was the number. 830, 830 people in the stream. Honestly, over at this point after yesterday, over 100 brand new customers for us on Fanatics Live Sports Cards Nonsense Station. At least a channel. 700 or more followed on the, on the we, page. We've passed 1,000 now. Yeah. Since then, we've had over 1,000 new followers. Yeah. It, for us, it was a great event. I think we put on a pretty good show for them. They seem very happy. Yeah, I mean, I think we made it fun for people. So hopefully we get the opportunity to do some more live events. I don't want to be traveling every month. No. But every couple months, like to fly in for a day or two, Yeah, I would, I'm doable. okay with that. So yeah, I thought it was great. Anybody who did join it and uh, experienced the first 45 minutes or so of technical issues. Jesse, MB, they have, freaking me. <laughs> they have made uh, some adjustments, it sounds like. So going forward. Really? Well, it sounds like going forward, they will be setting up their own system. So it's oh, not like everybody yes. coming in and doing setting up something brand new and having to like make it work. So, so I didn't actually tr open up OBS yet. I'm breaking again tomorrow. Night. I'm going to do tomorrow night and Sunday night, I think for my next two big break nights, mm -hmm. but I got everything unpacked. That's I got good. everything rewired and plugged back in. Jeez. You were much more productive yesterday than I was. I, I was exhausted. I went to sleep. Oh, no. I see. I had a horrible night too. Just didn't sleep. So I, I was up this morning. I just went and played ball. I was like, I might as well do something. I, I'm very curious if I can get it actually working back through OBS. Like now that it's plugged in again, I think it should work. We didn't change much, so yeah, I would think. But if you need help, just let me know. But um, take care of the tech here. Yeah, I know you will. Um, mm -hmm. the, I have a segment. Oh yeah, please. I know we only got a couple. Pancake Analytics. Uh, his name is Tom. He's joining us in a little bit. I, I have heard him referenced by a number of YouTube guys, especially. Um, but he actually just does like some really. Be funny yeah. if he comes on here. He's a total jerk. He actually just sounds very <laughs> informed and like very, as his name would suggest, analytical. So just the numbers and the stats behind actual sales and trends when events happen. This is that, my thing. I love that we're having yeah. him on. This that last story he had where it was like or whatever article. Yeah, he wrote, I'm gonna bring it up with him. Yeah, that I didn't read the whole thing. It was, it was no like, way. Does winning a championship matter <laughs> right. for sports card value? So we're gonna talk about him in a little bit uh, with him because I, I actually think that's kind of cool. Take emotion out of it, sentiment, all that crap. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would like to hear the results. 23 and me. Jesse finally got it back. 23 and me. Are your parents related? Anything um, crazy? Other than the fact that I am 100% him. Um, it, uh, it came back with pretty much the exact same thing as my wife. We are not related because it does show you your family tree. Well, so I will say I, it's yeah. pretty clear cut. Uh, the big, the two big surprises are I've always said I was 116th Native American. Um, more than that. I am nothing. That I makes know sense. Native you American. love to lie. <laughs> I can enjoy it. Uh, I'm like 0.6% Native American. The real shocker, though, 10% Scandinavian. Norway, specifically. Didn't see sense. that coming. 
I mean, you're, you're huge I and you're very white. Big, yeah, I you're think white, <laughs> huge, and you have a beard. Like it's not a stretch. I have blue eyes. It would have been like you know what's a crazy thing? Ten percent Kenyan. Like that would have got me. <laughs> Scandinavian. Dude, trust me. I was. What really else? Have it? What's the rest of, of it? Give things. me the rest of the numbers. Is it a pie chart? Uh, yeah, it is. A English, pie chart. Scottish. How much? Uh, so you got to have some Scott and you some mutt in you. I so that's what's kind of cool. It does break it down. This is not. <laughs> it's twenty three and me sponsoring this. They should because it's actually a really They're fun sponsoring thing. Sponsoring as much as Coco. Um, I will say. It's like every time you look, it's like $200 a test. Do not pay that. You can always find a 50% off. We're not off, running the infomercial so. here. Well, I am saying if people want to go and do this themselves, it's kind of fun. Um, so I am 66.9% British Irish, and they break that down, but that's basically— That's the chunk of it. That's the, that's the, the large main hawk of your DNA. Bit. I am then, mm-hmm. uh, from that point, French-German, 15%, and then 10% Scandinavian— so just um, straight Euro trash, literally. Pretty much. I mean, I am. This is interesting. 0.4% Angolan Congolese. That's, so that's in Africa, right? That is in right? Africa. Okay. Yeah, that is in Africa. I, I probably should have so known that. But. 0.4%. And then I am uh, 0.1% Guyanan. Uh, it's in South America. Is that what Jordan was? Uh, oh, yeah. That Call may have been. You might be friends with them. You might be related. <laughs> and then right. 0.3% Indigenous American. So there you go. That's that's sports boy in a nutshell, people. Uh, also, fun fact, I I took a screenshot of this because I didn't think you would uh, uh, believe me. the The thing says my muscle composition says that zero. Your genetic muscle composition is common in elite power athletes. So I'm just saying. I mean, that's science. That's science. So. That's a fun fact for you. The same guy who's out of breath walking up the stairs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just for, just to make sure we're talking about the same person. What'd you say? I mean, it makes you sense. Say? You have a huge frame. Like, yeah. Um, what's funny is Sam, my wife, also the same, which makes a lot of I'm sense for Charlie. You, like, Charlie's some, gonna be there is something there with I, you too. I feel bad for I thought Charlie's for sure future husband. After these results, I was like, you can just start calling <laughs> Auntie Tina, call her mom, whatever you I thought for sure there was something. Like that look you just uh, scored in your I face. Would, you know what? I think we got to have yours done because that's the real question. So, yeah, that's a good. I, I, I would that. love to find out there's no say, Irish or Italian in there. And I would it's guess all, there's like 30 or 40% of both of those. French Canadian from Grammy Pauline. Oh, boy. What's, like my grandparents were like literally all born in Italy or, or oh, Ireland. And I'm the one who's marrying a cousin. Your grandparents are all from the same place. At least mine for, from different places. I didn't marry them, dummy. My wife is from where you're saying. <laughs> if they all married into each other, your background, you. Oh, that's background. That's not I'm me saying, marrying you. I'm pervert. just saying your background could okay. be filled with take it. it so. Set it up. I'll do it. Uh, what do you do? Send them a blood set test? Set it up. Yeah, I just take some blood. I'll get a needle later and I'll just take some and I'll just put it in the syringe. mail. Syringe. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. really easy. I have a new segment. Okay, go for it. Well, we do have three minutes before Shut he comes on. Shut so. your mouth, please, so I can give my freaking segment. Go for it. Uh, I've called this, wittingly called, this is stolen from Cole Benz, listener of the show. C. Benz, great dude. Uh, Vault of Cardboard, Volume 1. Oh, that's a Seinfeld reference. He loves Seinfeld, and Vault is a... I came up with the name, so I, it's not a reference of anything. Oh, I thought you said you stole it oh, from Oh, like him. putting it in the vault. I mean, uh, but vaults okay. are just things. So that's not really a Seinfeld reference. Okay. I figured, he was like, hey, it'd be cool for you. He had watched a documentary, The Hobby, which obviously is starring me and Jesse. Well, co-starring Jesse, starring me. That's <laughs> fair enough. Um, and he was like, hey, it'd be cool for us to get like, because they had the one scene where I came out of the bank with my bank box. Here's all the stuff in there. Oh, he sent me this idea too. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Obviously, the values have totally plummeted since then. However... He's like, man, it'd be kind of cool for you to get into actually some of the real cards that are in there. I've probably mentioned some of these over the years, but we've been doing this for a few years. So I thought volume one would be called The Old and the Living. Oh, okay. 
So Starring not a lot of Kobe in this. Willie movie. Mays. No, he'd be young and dead. So Willie Mays is old and living. What? Neither of those things are like newsworthy. Right. So I take I'm it easy. Saying, it's harsh. Uh, so the first card that came to mind, my 1951 Bowman, Willie Mays rookie, the true rookie, 51. Uh, and a Bowman, not a Topps card. Card number 305. PSA 6. Okay. I paid, I believe, $39,500. $39,000? I bought that in... Oh, where did I buy this? Darn it. I, it's the only thing... I thought I had everything pulled up. It does not have the date I bought it. I thought... Oh, yes, it does. I'm I so sorry. Date purchased April 28th, 2021. So almost three years ago. If anyone wants to keep track of their cards like Mike is, go to Card Ladder. It has yes, all this I mean, information. This is actually all uploaded from my collection. The cards that are in my collection in Card Ladder. Discount on the Sports Cards Nonsense page under Card Services. There you go. Go. He talks again. Eddie cut his mic. Yep. Um, purchases, like I said, just under three years ago for that. The current value. Now, now it's a little subjective with vintage. Centering on a six could help. So recently, a card sold in the 18, the last one that sold, 18900 That's... We, there was a time right after I bought this, I think we probably could have sold it and made some more, some actual money on it. Um, oh, really? Like really soon afterward or something? Yeah, I think it was one of those, if you flipped it just immediately. But then it kind of got weird to the point where it was like, yeah, so like, oh, you know what I'm saying? That the highest sale on here. Oh, God. <laughs> have you been reading it wrong? This is interesting. This can't be right because it says highest sale. Okay. 35000 well, it may be oh, no, excuse sale. me. The highest sale was 46000 in February, right before we bought it. So that's the thing. We were like, hey, we're getting this for a little bit of a discount. Okay. Almost a year later, actually. So let's do it. Regardless. And this is before. He's old. He's still living. Yeah, and that was the thought. Like, hey, all-time greats are the stuff that's going crazy. And I had a real hot streak of buying all-timers and just flipping them. Uh, Mantles, Jim Browns, Kareems, the Jordans we flipped. Um, some of the Kobe's even, like... Stuff was just going nuclear. Gretzky rookies. So like this would be a great one to hold for a little bit because not only is it going to keep going up and up in value, but when he dies, there's always the spike after people die. Okay. So I was like, this is, and I bought this with a friend. Me and Frank own this card 50-50. And I was like, dude, I think we can really, like this is going to be a card. There was that documentary already kind of in the works or rumored. That came out a couple of years after that. It had no impact by the time it actually came out. But that card to me is a perfect example of a few things. First of all, you buy things you think will hold value long-term. This card is literally worth about half, just about half right now, because it's probably worth 20 because of the condition. So worth half what we paid. But still, it's an all-time great. It's a card that I don't mind saying, hey, I'm underwater in it right now, because I do think in the years to come, this card does nothing but go up. Sure. And especially once someone like him dies, not to be morbid about it, but it is true. Like when that happens, going to be like, hey, by the way, guy sells for a fraction of Willie, of uh, Mickey Mantle, Probably a better overall player. Like Willie Mays is arguably, or I would say is probably his great nephew or nephew, however, whatever Barry Bonds is to him is the greatest of all time. But Willie Mays is in that discussion. So this to me was one of those, hey, you buy the all-time greats, it's a safe play. Sure. However, that line also gets used a little too much. Like, oh, if you buy the all-time greats, you never have to worry. You do. Because if you bought Mantle at the same time of this, he's done about the same thing as well. Crazy, crazy all-time highs. They've come way down. Yeah. But there is some added protection. Like, yeah, but I'm just going to let it sit for a few more years and I'm not going to worry. Okay. Um, but that was kind of the thought process behind it. Like, he's old. He's an all-time great. It's a beautiful copy for a six, quite frankly. Um, and yeah, like, again, it was like, hey, not to be morbid about it, but he's going to die. It's going to spike when that happens as well. And he's somebody everybody in the in the hobby is going to remember for decades to come. Uh, but that is a great example of buying at almost the, almost the peak of the market and just being totally upside down. So there you go. Volume one, vault of cardboard, old and living. I like it. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of depressing numbers, but I'm excited for it. 
We are with Tom Ferreira. Ferrara. I had it right the first time. Mike not got on the in my rec- head. Not on the record. Tom Ferrara <laughs> of Fangate Analytics. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining the show. You, uh, after going to your website and looking over some of the, the things you've already put out as far as deep dives into different parts of the hobby, you seem like a smart man. Are you a well-educated person? No, oh, this dude went to college. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> right. uh, also, I have uh, 10 years career experience in data science. Wow. So, uh, not, not just book smart, but uh, applies yeah. it. So here's what's crazy, Tom. Just totally self-serving question. Have you listened to the pod ever in the past? Yeah. Yeah. So this is wild I to me. I know if you guys will. Okay. Oh. So here's what's crazy to me. I, once I actually saw the story that started circulating about like how winners perform after championships, which I want to get into... I told Jesse, I was like, how is it we've n- literally never crossed paths with this freaking guy? Because then I started just actually going back through all your stuff. And I was like, there's no drama. There's no bull crap. It's literally just like your name says. That's why. An analytical breakdown. There's no drama or bull crap. So but he also has a huge following. He's got a bigger following with social than we do on Instagram. And on I was Instagram, like, yeah. it is kind of interesting. I just think, find it funny when like two worlds collide like this. I know. It makes you think who else is out there. Still also, good guest to have. Couldn't help but notice this shirt. I thought you'd be the first thing you pointed out. Mario shirt, by the way, for the people who can't see it at okay. home. All right. But uh, yeah, go back to Tom. So you, where where have you been? What have you been doing to get to this point in the hobby? Uh, yeah. So actually, um, I don't know. Do you guys know Magpie? Yeah. Uh, Catherine? Yes. Yeah. yeah we, so, uh, you do know her. She's at like all the oh, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. She does like the best explanation of it for me. So I'll try to do it as well. Uh, but I am ancillary. I've been ancillary to the hobby for about five years now. And uh, for everybody who doesn't, I know that. For meaning, people here who didn't but, go to college, we're not going to raise your hand. Imper- you're in par- parallel. Parallel, yep, right kind to the of side. associated. Just a little <laughs> kind bit. Kind of associated. Okay. Now the, we there went we from ancillary to parallel to Mike's definition of kind of close. Got it. Okay, sorry, Tom. All right. So you are, you've been a, a, around the hobby, but maybe not just fully involved. Not fully involved. Uh, first big reveal, I would say, was at the National uh, last year. Oh, okay. Uh, Sue's at oh, yeah. CGC Cards uh, started a conversation with me, said, you know, she was following my work for a while now, wondering if I'd be comfortable, like, going to the National, presenting at the CGC stage. Oh, so, okay. Uh, that's kind of how it's like, okay, I'm here. Uh, before that, it's mostly Comic Cons is when I would do my live events. So that was so my feeling was like you've done a lot science. of TCG, yeah. right? Like not just Pokemon, but also like Star Wars and other, but a lot of non-sports stuff as well. Yeah. So um, if you're familiar with Card Ladder, oh, yeah. most people are. Uh, I consulted and developed with them the TCG 83 index. Oh, cool. That covers five different brands of TCGs. Uh, the Star Wars Index they just released, and the Marvel Card Index. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that you had such a... I didn't know you were involved at all in that stuff. That's really cool, because I, I... We were just talking about Card Yeah, we go by those uh, those yeah. indexes all the time. Um, I go through your, like, the PancakeBreakfastStats.com. That is the... Where did the pancake come from, by the way? Where did this name... Because then I, I started looking, yeah. and everything has, like, a breakfast reference. Yeah, where is yeah, that what's from? Yeah, the, what's, the, the, what's the ancillary de- definition behind this? Did I use that right? Uh, Nailed big, it. Big fam, fa- family tradition. Okay. Uh, pancake Sundays. Okay. Uh, then I started looking into it more beyond just loving pancakes. It's, uh, it's rooted in comics. Uh, Deadpool famously oh, yeah. made about 10,000 pa- 
pancakes at once. It's an iconic panel shot. Uh, Pokemon, the great pancake race. There's a Snorlax has a Pokemon move that's called pulverizing pancake. So you see, I just kind of like extrapolated and found reasons to see the site's not so ridiculous. No, it makes perfect yeah, sense perfect. now. Okay. And all the players, I'm sure, love pancakes. I mean, the, the I'm just out extrapolating ancillary information here, and I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> if we if you go Can to the site, right? yeah, okay. you killed it, buddy. <laughs> um, the the first few articles on here are just like really interesting as far as just titling goes. So like, does winning a championship matter? NFL QB propensity scoring tool. And then you get into like some more like Marvel cards. Um, you get into magic, the gathering, and you have forecasts for sports, TCG, non-sports, all the kind of, this kind of thing. Maybe you can like, um, I, I don't know. Let's start with just, or, or maybe just focus on one of these. Like the most recent one was does winning a championship yeah, I matter? Talk about this one. And I thought this was really, you know, of course we just had the Super Bowl, So there was obviously uh, a lot of guys asking the same question. And a lot of times we've given the answer of, you know, it, it's kind of baked in or, or they're going to fall off in the next few weeks afterward. But what, what would you say your data says is going to happen in that situation for specifically for football? Yeah. So um, I'm glad you kind of gave it that intro because that's exactly where I was with my mindset there was very timely analysis. A lot of people are asking about it. You know, you've probably seen collect Mahomes cards. Don't collect Mahomes cards. It's only up from here. It's only down from here. There's a lot of confounding factors and outside forces that come into play. Now in data science, there's a technique called causal impact time series. And what it allows me to do is focus on one event. So in this case, the Super Bowl. And you can control for Mahomes has been dropping in price for years now. Everyone has. Or, oh, there's a new set that came out. Or a new super collector comes in and starts pumping up Mahomes. What this will do, it creates multiple forecasts and then compares the forecasts. So it gives you a what-if scenario right before he won his latest Super Bowl. And then it gives you, okay, here's what actually happens. Smooths out all that noise. And you can get to, well, the Super Bowl actually drove about 4% increase for Mahomes. You don't see it because he's down, right, from one point to another. But it kind of lets you know that if he didn't win the Super Bowl, he would have at least dropped 4%. Oh, interesting. Okay, so... But hang, hang on, just to that point real quick, too. Yeah. So this is why it was interesting to me, because if you talk to most people, there's become like some stupid catchphrases almost. Like, uh, the, the term, by the way, baked in, is one of the most overused and dumb things I've ever heard. Everything with everybody now, including Mahomes, like leading up to this, it was like either, well, you had the young, stupid Instagram people and, and YouTubers like, you got to buy Mahomes, all-time great, he's better than Brady. People with no brains were saying those things. But then the other crowd was like, well, no, like his pricing, everything's already baked in. So no matter what happens here, it's already like being accounted for. I do think it was it. That was my biggest takeaway from this article. I did. I read most of it. I'm not going to lie and say I read the whole thing, but I read most of it. There are some just super accepted preconceptions here that are not true according to the data. Like this thought of him being baked into win a Super Bowl. Like you're saying 4%. And there were some individual examples of his rookie stuff going up like way more than that. 
I was actually surprised by the Mahomes stuff. I didn't mean to totally interrupt you. But no, no, no. I did want to, like, that was my big takeaway from some of it. Well, I was going to actually ask you what he found in the data himself that was maybe surprising or, you know, something he didn't expect. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I didn't expect really was uh, basketball to be the most sensitive to it. Uh, just because of, for my just own collecting behaviors. I've never been one to like really prospect in basketball. It's always been like, okay, I'm a Knicks fan, so I'll collect Knicks cards. Or it's pretty solid on like, okay, let's collect Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, you know, collect the GOAT. Sure. Like never did I think it would be so sensitive and elastic to just performances going on. So So like what that data results showed me is like, ooh, I kind of want to, apply this to what happened when a B dropped over 70 points, <laughs> right? Versus when Luca does it. It just got me excited to test more. But my hypothesis was that championships don't matter. Oh, and really? Well, that's the your... analysis showed otherwise. Oh, okay. So that was what I was going to say. So sure. the analysis does show that they do have an effect, but does it measure like the, the length of that effect? Like, is it a short term or is it continue to to go on, I guess, for the foreseeable future for that player? Yeah. So here's where it gets really tricky. And I'll use, um, <laughs> and you're going to laugh. It's like, okay, the pancake guy, now he's going to make another food reference. Do it. I'm, but, I'm here for it, baby. Well, it's not, no, it's uh, imagine uh, you're a high user of Oreos, <laughs> one of their top customers. And they send you a coupon, right, for a free Oreo. You're and then all of a sudden... Bells. They look at your Oreo behavior over a year. Can you really attribute it to that one-time coupon event? You can probably attribute like the next month or the next couple of weeks. So eventually what I'm saying is that there's some diminishing returns almost to the championship. Gotcha. Now you can make the case for long-term value if all of a sudden, you know, Mahomes is going on a run unheard of. And then you start like, oh, the NFL script <laughs> sure. comes into play. <laughs> but it's just saying that probably the next month leading up into, I'd even, I wouldn't even say it's going to last till April, the draft, you know, it's just so how many buyers are out there as well. Yeah. Okay. That are willing to keep paying higher and higher. Okay. So there is uh, obviously it's a short term window, but you do see some kind of evidence that there's going to be a bump if they win. Now, it, were there in many cases or any that you found maybe the opposite? Did anybody go down when they won or go up yep. when they lost? Exactly. Uh, Joe Burrow went up high, but that speaks more to like speculation, possible outside manipulation. Um, what was really interesting, I looked over the past three years, three different sports. Corey Seeger is a good like apples to apple comparison you can get. Okay. I saw Corey so, Seager. Yeah. Tell me about that. When he lost the world series, right? He dropped in value. And then when he won it again, two years later, he had your highest lift at about 26% in that short term period. 26%. Wow. That's a big now, boost. Now, is that because uh, I'm just curious, you think that's more because like, that's a guy people are not exactly, you know, super hot. Like for example, um, 
I can't say Trout. That, so like, scale does come into play. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like that's a guy that people weren't really banking a lot on. He kind of comes out of nowhere to have an even like this last year. He was on a, an MVP type season type path. Okay, so you do see that as well for these guys who kind of come out of nowhere. There is a huge spike for those type of players. Yeah, and sometimes good. when the um, when I'm talking about scale as well, where it's like okay, so he was up like 26. percent You also got to take into account like tiny shifts in small numbers to begin with is going to drive a huge percentage. Okay. So like, think of like when we're doing holistic about the sports card market, you're like, Oh, football cards are going to be up 20% this month. It tells you more about where they used to be <laughs> and gotcha. what your starting point is. Hey, so here's a question too, just in general. Cause again, I, I feel like we also hear this term, like hey, everything's down right now. The card market is, is in a rut, which, which by the way, I, I don't have the statistics to, exactly verify that but i can tell you like for the past two years it's been a whole different world uh whether it's buying and selling wax breaking selling singles doing the flipping game whatever but i am curious like we also keep hearing people speculate well hey we're at the bottom now or we're right near the bottom you know again from just a number but for me to say that it's easy i I get emotionally invested these things so it skews like my reasonableness to some of those which i think it does for most people from just a number standpoint where do you think the market is, I guess, as a whole, not even just sport to sport, but just like the card market in general is down. Like, do you think we're near the bottom, at the bottom? What's the, what do the numbers tell you? Yeah. So I think it's a very like nuanced question you have here. But the one positive trend that I do see, and it's not going to really sound that positive now that I'm reading it back in my head, but for a data person, it's exciting. So I run a monthly forecast, cover eight different categories. And most of the forecasts are starting to level off. So I've been doing this for over a year now, and it's felt like I was the bearer of bad news every month. Mm-hmm. But like I got so excited about it, uh, spoke to Josh at Card Ladder. <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And he's like, yeah, I'm seeing it too. And it's like, you know, basketball cards, the forecast is starting to flatten. Now, when you look at it like year over year, two years ago, peaking the boom you know there's still going to be that stat of like basketball cards down 45 percent. sure but now it's finally going back to like if you take out that peak just cut it out of your graph it looks like where you were in 2017 to 2019 before all those forbes articles came out about how hey you should have bought Kobe Bryant instead of the SP 500. Yeah, exactly. So it's a good thing that so you're talking like almost like a leveling off where now we can start to see growth across, you know, either sport, like individual sports, individual players or the whole market. That's, that's kind of what the data looks like to you. Yeah. Nice. By the oh. way, Josh, underrated basketball player for oh. a, for a numbers nerd. I use that term lovingly, obviously. <laughs> sure. Dude can actually ball. Really? Yeah. I was not thrilled. I was classic <laughs> under, underestimated him. <laughs> He beat me pretty handily. I would dominate him now. How the numbers would show that. However, he did very good ball player. Uh, okay, just back to you, Jesse. I, well, I just had a, a question for you, Pancake, about the overall. Please call him Tom. <laughs> no, no, it's Pancake, uh, Mr. Pancake. Um, when you look at all the data, I think like for the longest time, you know, anybody who has tried to do the same thing, you know, put facts and, and base what we actually see in the market to the numbers, right? Is it, do you find this to be actual, 
like evidence of some kind of predictability, some kind of model that could be used in the future? Or is there too much variability involved in all of this to really give any kind of, I guess, accurate forecasts of what may happen to card values? So love the question. And I like to hold myself accountable to anything I produce, especially when it comes to forecasting. So I've been doing the forecast for over a year now. And I put out a physical year to date type of report. Uh, I saw others do it previous years, like slab stocks, you know, they did something similar, but I felt like my career experience could bring something new and exciting. And so I took my forecast where I projected out September, 2023 values, and then looked at in October, 2023, what the actual September was. Mm -hmm. And I was off by 12%. So that's almost unheard of. Like, so like a good unheard good of? forecast is like data-wise unheard of. So good unheard of. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> well, then, he, then he held his thumb flat like Caesar. I was like, he's either getting ready to cut our heads off or he's going to tell us it's good. Well, when you say off by 12%, so, it's like, I don't know. That sounds like it yeah. could be bad if it's like, you know, a really big difference. But I mean, 12%. Out of a much larger number, could be Under, good. He undersold it. Almost. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, across and you take into account it's across eight categories. Uh, the one that skewed me the most was the Pokemon TCG. Oh, interesting. But uh, long term, the model didn't correct that market actually met up with the model. Oh. I was projecting way lower than it actually showed by that year end. But if anybody collects Pokemon, you know, there was a lot of, lot of manipulation going on. Hey, actually, that leads to the next thing I wanted to ask about, because that's another thing we hear about too, right? Like, hey, pumping and dumping. And, and we've seen that. Like, I've seen, I mean, very clearly, there's some guys with big microphones who have pumped and dumped before. Like, hey, here's a top, you know, top five cards to buy or this market. You even referenced in this article, which this to me, and I'm curious if, if your numbers show it. First of all, let me just... Before I even ask it, because I don't want to go into it, I feel like, hey, I, I didn't actually look into it. The Steve Aoki Marvel thing, is that something you're pretty comfortable speaking on? Like yeah. The, okay. Because yeah. And the reason I bring that up, you reference that in the article, and to me, that is the most brutal, like, example I can think of, of somebody literally just in, uh, artificially, yeah, let me think of some big Inflating. words here. Just be quiet. I'm gonna I'm gonna come with some big words, pal. Blowing okay. up. <laughs> artificially making bigger. <laughs> there it is. Whoa, um, hang on. Yeah, like artificially inflating a market just for it to come absolutely crashing down. Did that really happen? Like were the numbers as bad as I as I and I think a lot of people perceive them to be? So uh, yes and no. <laughs> okay. Like the most typical data answer ever. But when I built my Marvel forecast. I kicked out his sales. I kicked out that period. Oh, okay. Because even in like the analysis of the output, like my error rate was really low if I included his sales, but my gut feeling knew that that's going to be wrong. So I was like, let me sacrifice current accuracy for future accuracy and precision. So I knew that was just a manipulator. And it's dropped and by down taking about it out, 70%. By taking that data out, were you closer in your forecast than you would have been if it had gotten left yep. in? Okay. So yep. then so obviously. So I accurately got every drop 
in the data. A little bit more on that for yeah. a second is like obviously Ioki did it at a much higher scale. Sure. About the example I'm going to share with you is uh, I collect Spider Gwen for my daughter. What nice. is it? Yeah, Spider she, Gwen. She loves Gwen Stacy. It's a Mar- Marvel thing. character. Okay, like a Spider Girl. Yeah, Spider Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. men. <laughs> so, he did not she, see Madam Web. <laughs> well, n- neither did most people. I watched either. Madam Secretary. Most people didn't see Madam Web. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Tia Leone? <laughs> yeah. No? Okay. Great. Love Tia. So I was pretty much early on the curve collecting her, and I was just buying for my daughter. Uh, one artist that I really like, uh, Peach Makoko, uh, very good, like, variant sketch artist for uh, Star Wars, Disney, Marvel Comics. She created a card in a flare set, and it was out of 32, and it had her on-card auto of it. Oh, cool. So now, just just to show you, like, I'm nothing like Aoki's buying power at all, I paid, like, 250 for this card on eBay in a battle. Okay. I could see my own sale like in her index and card ladder and ooh, how I like drove it up. And now there's Gwen collectors everywhere coming out because little did they know that it was just like a father buying for his daughter. Interesting. So it's kind of like be careful when you're analyzing data out there collecting. Like things can get manipulated sometimes, not intentionally. Sure. Right? Like Aoki's spending behavior is like, you know, what we wish he finds is his couch. Like we wish we could find it in our couch. Sure. It's absolutely. not the same as if like I was going to spend that amount on a PNG. Absolutely. Well, that's what people kind of forget. So you've done obviously plenty of, of forecasting. You've done charts, everything. The graphs in here are amazing. But what I think a lot of people want to know, and if you're using this a lot of this data in card ladder, hopefully they can use that for a lot of this information too. Do you have an idea or a, a forecast for 2024, like what we're looking at or what your data would suggest to you and the rest of us of what the card values are going to do in different markets? Yeah. I mean, so far, so the longer you go out, the more accuracy you sacrifice that's the trade-off okay but uh right now like my prediction goes out to april end of the month april so we're talking almost half of the year everything's still going to be down you know because you're still lapping your peaks uh star wars is the only one that's showing flat right now now that's just to be clear you're saying down down compared to like the the peaks of 2022 or yeah. Okay. Yeah, lapping the peaks. But yeah. like, but down compared to say six months ago, it may not be down. Like a lot of these, I would think maybe up compared to then. They'll be flat. They'll be flat. Flat okay. compared. Yeah. So no, no big ups or downs is the the predictive model going forward for the next couple yeah. months. But it's really good news that it's flat. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll take flat. Yeah. I'll take that. Well, you know. Uh, how often do you put out reports like this? How often are you updating this data? Yeah. So uh, first week of each month, it goes through actuals of the previous month, and it'll project out three months ahead. 
Very cool. Nice. Okay. Very complicated explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what I like about like how the data that you've put in here, like it's not, once you get through it, like there's a lot of it. Not, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's a lot of stuff to go go through, but it's not in complete gibberish. I think you, most average guys are going to understand this. And then if you're incorporating a lot of the card ladder data, it seems pretty useful to just be able to go through their ladder and their, uh, I guess, their Indexing. purchase history to see what all this stuff has done. So, um, Tom, Mr. Pancake, if you will, we really do appreciate you coming on and going through a lot of this stuff with us uh, and letting us pick your brain. Yeah, it, great perspective, man. Totally different from stuff we ever, you know, just a very different take on how we normally analyze things. So, yeah, yeah we appreciate the, uh, the the variation there. That was Is that a word? No. Yeah, it was 100% That's a word. Don't Google it, it though. Um, but yeah, so thank you, Tom. The comic book geek helping out the sports collector now. <laughs> i like it man you know, i would have thought worlds colliding is what that is and <laughs> the we summer of george right yeah here. we're all about it it's peter parker and flash thompson shaking hands that's what i was, I was gonna say that same thing i, I was love flash you know <laughs> that yeah i know you do. good deal tom we'll have you back sometime again soon man we appreciate the time all right great talking to you guys all right, buddy, Thanks, have a good tom. day thank you this episode is brought to you by cars.com when you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Couldn't help but think that whole interview. I'd like to be in a room just between you two. I like to be pancaked between the two of you and just watch the whole Matrix trilogy and just sit there Honestly, and be like, I hate you both. The no, I'm kidding. Guys like that are the best to watch stuff that you're really into because he seems next anybody who wants to know, like if I'm always like watching stuff and I'm like, oh, I know I don't know what this is or that is. Guys like that do know. They know all of it. They'll give you anything you want to know. Uh, Tom is very smart. That was very good. It is interesting to me. The, yeah, the the data that like goes against some of this totally accepted notions out there. So that's kind of what the angle was there. Like, hey, what what is actually true? What do the numbers actually show? And I will say, it's actually kind of an optimistic thing. I mean, he was right. It doesn't sound like great news, but it is the whole flattening of things. Yeah. So I mean, what if he's a flat earther? That could go either way. When next time, Eddie, call him back up. See if he is a flat earther. We'll guy. Talk about that. I'd like to um, know. There was one thing that uh, before we get to our weekly pickups, we didn't talk about it just because we weren't here on Monday's episode. Uh, there were a couple products, a couple big products that came out for five new star releases yesterday. Uh, five Star is Savage. one of them. Um, Prism, is it Prism Week? Prism Basketball and uh, Impeccable Football all came out. 
Uh, so we didn't rip any prism back. Oh, that's not true. Eddie got a half case or a case of prism. Yeah, no impeccable. I like impeccable. It's another one of those examples. To me, it's just super expensive. And for only a handful of cards, I, I just, I don't, I don't really know what to do with that this year. Prism, I like. I mean, again, though, like I won't break Prism Hobby. It's too expensive. And I just don't, I can't justify the amount of like Wemby cards we're already seeing. And the fact that retail came out first. I mean, I know guys are going to. You know what's amazing about Prism, though? I don't know anybody who collects it either. It's amazing that that has become the most sought-after product of the year, the trendsetter, the baseline for everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know what anybody actually does with Prism. Well, I think this podcast specifically has started to skew much more towards baseball because that's much more of what we discuss. So I don't know if like the guys in here listening or on the group are as into it as maybe other groups like where Seablez or, or Backyard who... They also, break it's a younger tons thing. of that. I also yeah. think it's a younger crowd. Yeah, that that's true too. I could see that for sure. Five um, star, I think, is awesome. By the way, what is five star going for on blow right now? Like sixteen, seventeen hundred bucks. I'm actually trying to pull it up on 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 there right now. Yeah, Let so, me. yeah well, he's doing this. So for 2023, so still last year's product. Uh, all the big rookies signed in it. Everything is on card. You get some patches that are on card. There's some ridiculously nice cards, and you can buy it at PYTs for now. Granted, downside just to be totally balanced and fair about this or at least somewhat. It's only eight boxes in a case. It's two cards per box, so it's 16 cards a case total. That is it. The Rays have no cards, so you're looking at 29-spot uh, random teams, or or less if people want to do it. Uh, we're actually going to do a random player break, like three or five cases at a time. I do like it. And again, for the price, you're talking like, I would guess roughly 140 to 150 a box. Yeah, it's sold out on Blowout, so I'm checking a few other sites right now to see what they're offering yeah. it at. I mean, the majority of the PYTs are 2000 bucks and less. Midwest has it for two twenty three. Um, two twenty three what? Two twenty three. Oh, a box. oh, I said one hundred and fifty. I'm wrong because it's only eight boxes. Yeah, so two twenty five a box times eight would be sixteen. Would be eighteen hundred. Yeah, that's about spot on. Okay. So yeah, PYTs eighteen hundred to two thousand range. Pretty again, relatively speaking, that's pretty cheap. I actually think this is a perfect product to pair up with a base heavy one though, so you can actually get other people involved. So like you put this half case of this, half case of Bowman's best, or something like that. Finest even or tops chrome. I think it just kind of mixes things up. But as a product, it stands. I think it's a good product. Um, again, I don't love the fact it's only sixteen cards and a lot of guys are going to skunk, so I can't give it a super high rating. But I'm like a solid. Like if my if my scale is Bowman's best is a perfect ten for me. Like hey, this is the best product for the price value rip everything. Mm -hmm. Just to give perspective, that's a ten. Uh, Prism basketball is probably towards like the one or two scale. I think this is probably like a. Six and a half to seven. Okay. If it had, and if it was a 12 card, if it was a 12 box, three card a box case, I'm going to be way more expensive. It'd probably be eight to nine range. But I do. I think it's a very above average product. I would say looking at the Prism Basketball Hobby Box, it is $9.75 a box. You get two autos, 22 Prisms, 10 inserts. But I mean, the inserts do look cool. I, I do. That is the better insert product, I feel like. Over, I think Panini in general does a better insert in my opinion, than the top product. I think I agree with that. Um, but that's the thing. And they they definitely hold a lot of value, but there's just so many, there's so much fewer of those. So you're you're running up against making any money on that. Um, the one other thing I was going to mention was on the Impeccable. So I think I mentioned this, or we talked about it on the live uh, when we were doing the stream. So 2023 Panini Impeccable Football going for about $17.50 a box. If you were looking for... Aiden Hutchinson, you may not find that because that you know, it's is funny. You said the same wrong name we were talking before oh, too. 
uh, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, I said Aiden Hutchinson before too. Uh, Aiden O'Connell's autos were a box of them uh, was found in the garbage in Las Vegas or something. Apparently the cards are okay. I don't know if they were signed or not, but it, it was either him who did it or someone on his team, it sounds like, uh, took the cards and threw them out. I think they're trying to get them back to Panini now. So just keep that in mind. They may, they may not be it? in that Do you product. have the article? Um, there, it wasn't really an article. It was, uh, let me get that photograph had posted up about it. I thought it was immaculate. Um, There's no way this product stuff was just found, right? I thought it this was. Oh, you know what? Let's months. just double check. I don't, yeah. I would. I'm just thinking because there's no way, like, this stuff got shipped out a week ago. Yeah. I would imagine stuff's been, made, like, in the, like, actually packed up in cases and boxes for the last few months. I would think. Well, that's the thing. That's why I was thinking, like, oh, this is a big deal because the product's coming out this week yeah, and they don't have it in there. So, yeah. Hey, Eddie, pause. Uh, you don't have to pause for time, actually. Jesse, talk about something entertaining for the people. Let me. Get they want to be. That pod. Can you call Tom short stack? Like, is that a thing to do? <laughs> I guess they're. Does it be oh, fun? Pancake. It's not impeccable. It's immaculate. Is it immaculate? Yep. Okay. It's immaculate. So that actually, I guess that's a good thing because they can actually get that back and put it in product. I so, will. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of what I was. Thinking. Okay. Yeah. Because that would have been bad reporting that hey, one of these uh, QBs you can't actually get in the in that product. So hey, Jesse, why don't you try telling the truth? Uh, I will. Going forward, I'm going to try. Okay. Good. Uh, um, we'll read on that next. <laughs> Actually, that is, you've already covered baseball. We did the two football, basketball. We're down to weekly uh, weekly pickups. Let me let me get this going You here. said this about, do you have weekly pickups? Is there a reason this is on? Like, I'm assuming you did. Yeah. Like oh, weekly- PWCC. I'm sorry. Weekly yeah. pickups we used to do, we like talk about the stuff we bought. Oh, well, this is like where the you. things that we're buying this week. I mean, I mean, I'm I, so sorry. I do actually, this is another week where I have... I have upped my bid because last time, even though I had over 100 uh, different items I was purchasing, I think I only got like 15 because I forgot on Sunday to go back and check it. So um, a lot of items I am looking at. Mike is also looking PWCC weekly review. What are you looking at this week? First, Mike. I am bidding on uh, only four things for me bidding this week. I only have three things pulled up, so don't say the fourth one. Oh, good. So I'm better than Jesse. So two sealed cases, and then, well, that's not true. It's five. Two sealed cases, and then four, uh, three actual individual cards. I've just kind of been on that little kick again for like old school insert stuff. Uh, so just new baseball, first of all. 2021 National Treasures, a factory sealed baseball case, uh, four boxes. I don't know what this thing retails for. Half of me is terrified because there's a redemption issue. Like, redemptions from 21 are, are long expired. You're not going to get them. But I also think there's some awesome vet stuff there. And if I can get NT cheap, I'll buy it because I think it's a great product to break. Uh, I am mildly interested there, though. I have to do a little more research on who the rookies are, who's live, who's not. By the way, this just one actual word of caution, too, when it comes to this, because there's a lot of wax in the auction this week. 2017 basketball is hot right now because Tatum's on fire. Bam out of Bayou, Darren Fox, all these guys playing really well. I'm sure I'm missing one or two huge names. But Tatum's the guy. He was a redemption in almost everything. So just oh, keep okay. that in mind when you're buying 2017 product. You pull him or even Kobe. Kobe's a redemption in a lot of stuff that year. You are not getting Kobe. And okay. you're probably not getting Tatum. So just, just kind of a word of caution. So it's currently 1525 for that 2021 National Treasure I Baseball. Only, so is, that's is that me. you? I bid that just to kind of hold my place to see. I need to look into a, much more of the checklist. 
and the actual resale of these things right now? Like, what are these cases actually retailing for? Okay. Um, if I can get it for a decent price, I just think it'd be fun to break something old and cool like that. Okay. Um, so I got that. You want me to do a few in a row? You want to do yours? Um, what are we doing here? We can go back and forth. I think that. Let me do my other one then, because I got a couple. Just to, so then the wax is done. If I didn't already Google it, then that's fine. I just may, I won't have a picture of it. 2022, you did. Top's oh, finest. That one I did. Yep. I'm kind of getting back in on the 22 class all of a sudden because 20, 21 was super weak. 23 is amazing. Adley, Gunner, uh, Volpe, Corbin Carroll, Michael Harris, all these guys, like 23 is unbelievable. Then the Wander news happens. It's like, hey, the number one guy in that class is now totally hobby irrelevant. And it's like people forgot about how loaded the 22 class is. So you got J-Rod, Witt, Torkelson, Spencer, Strider, O'Neill, Cruz, Royce Lewis. It's almost this thing where we overreacted so much Got so hyped about 23. The Wander News crushed a lot of people's hobby hopes. It's like, yeah, look at who's still there. Because J-Rod's still a stud. Like, they're yeah. still big-time players. 2022 product, to me, is actually a pretty good value right now to buy so I can go and break it. So I'm also high bidder on that. But you can go and buy those cases anywhere right now. If that goes for under retail, I'll definitely be a, a bidder on that one. Okay. Jesse, what would you like to talk about? What, uh, what flying creatures on your <laughs> list this year? I don't know if I have any flying creature. I, I do have a couple cards. Anybody um, on a hoverboard? I actually, what I have this time, I've got a one card and I have two sets. Okay. So the first card, <laughs> this is a Peter so Ramundo. Seriously. Peter Ramundo signed <laughs> autographed Disney oh, Auto. Uh, it's a PSA authenticated card. It's going. I, is that it's, Scar? Uh, that is Scar and Mufasa on that card. This is Will like you? one of those. Um, uh, Weiss, uh, Weiss and Schwartz, Schwartz and Weiss, they put out oh. this product. I actually have three boxes. What year is this from? Disney 100. This is from, I believe it was last year is when this product came out. Uh, the Disney 100 uh, Weiss and Schwartz. Okay. This product is really cool just because there's not only this one. Peter Ramundo is one of the artists uh, who did Lion King. He did like Lilo and Stitch. He did a few other ones. It's like a hand-drawn picture of Mufasa, Scar, and he signed it. I don't know. I think it's really cool. I'd be surprised if this thing goes for anywhere close to what it's currently at. I'm high bidder at 40 bucks, but I'll keep an eye on it this weekend. What was the Lion King's name? The the kid at the beginning. Simba. Simba. That's oh, right. yeah, baby. That was his dad, right? Mufasa was his dad. Well, they Scar were... was the uncle. Mufasa's oh, they, so they brother. were brothers. I was wondering about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Irons played Mufasa in Jeremy the... Jeremy Eisenberg. <laughs> close. Jeremy Irons. Very close. Jeremy Irons, one of the best voice actors. Also one of the opinion. best uh, musketeers. Oh, he was a musketeer, wasn't he? He got that dude out of the Iron Mask. As soon as Wait. the Iron Mask came off, Leonardo DiCaprio's career took off. See, I'm thinking Iron Mask and Three Musketeers are different things, but that was the Three Musketeers, wasn't it? Thank you, sir. You want to go 90s wow. action? I'll go all day. Okay, maybe. Um, the other what one of the sets that I am looking at is, I didn't even know this set existed, 1966 Marvel Superhero. It's a complete set. I just have always gone by the rule of if it's not 1990 impelled, then it's not really like the the Marvel characters that I'm looking for. But looking over the set, it is really cool to see like how they did some of this artwork. It very much feels like a comic book, but specifically for cards. So you got Captain America in a lot of it. You got Captain America fighting Nazis, by the way, in one of these. Oh, World um, War II, sure. Uh, you got Iron Man is in a number of these. Yeah, red and yellow. So this red and yellow—that's okay. Iron Man. Uh, you do have some Daredevil is that as the well thing over there to the left. That is not the thing. Okay. However, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's Spider-Man. any Fantastic Four. You got Spider-Man, and then um, you also have like the Hulk. You've got Thor. You've got a few other, and they're all like in 
poses from the comics doing some kind of action sequence. I've never heard of the set. Right? Like, I hadn't either. And the fact that it's from the 1966, um, this is the same year that they did Batman. Since we're already on it, and we're already talking about it. All just, graded, by the way? This whole says that, all PSA? That's all PSA graded. Same grade or no? I honestly think it would have been lo- looked better in SGC, but uh, no, they're not the same grade. It ranges from like one to okay. five or six or something. The uh, the last one that I also had was in 1966, uh, same year, but they did a Batman complete set. And these are, I have the Batman one, which this is like the one that goes for some pretty decent money. Like a two or something, right? Oh, one, yeah. Yeah, that's a PSA one. Um, oh, these are all PSA ones. Yeah, somebody oh, must have collected these and put these out there. I have a number of these, but I don't have um, like nearly the, the the complete set. And the fact that they're all graded, you get like so many weird, wacky ones out there. But there's three complete sets in the auction this week. This is like the Black Batman is what they call this set. Um, yeah, please. I, I'm at $500 right now. That's my my high bid. But I know really? this thing's going to go probably a few thousand. Um, yeah, so that's those right. are the ones I'm is looking Adam at. Adam West? Adam West. When did that series come out? Maybe. It may have been. Yeah, because there's some actual individual single cards that I think feature Adam West. Uh, not like these. These are all animated Batman cards. So. Uh, some really cool non-sports Starting sets. In 66 is when the film film came out. Yeah, really cool non-sports sets in this week's. Um, and you had, I had one other one for you pulled up here. What do you got? Talk to me. This little. Griffey? Griffey, oh, this baby. is a savage card. This is old, a cool card. Yeah, old school leaf. I believe this is an, emb- an embossed card where like it's not a flat. It's actually got some like. Oh, that's uh, cool. I believe. It's 1997 leaf statistical standouts. It's like the Griffey coming out of the glove, like walking out. It's a PSA 10. How do you get them so small? No, no, the glove is big. Oh, the glove's just big. Yeah, that glove would fit your hand like a freaking glove. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is just an awesome old school insert. Again, I kind of got, got on the nostalgia train this week. The last few weeks I've been like, hey, I'm going to chase some wax, which I'll still do. But there was this Griffey. Uh, you don't have to picture the other one. I'll just share them real quick. There's a 2000 finest gold refractor Griffey and A-Rod dual-sided card. Generally, I hate anything post-1999 because it's a Reds uniform, but in this one, he's wearing Seattle. Oh, cool. Uh, awesome, awesome card. Old school finest is great. And there's one old school Griffey, um, Griffey, Tom Brady card I just thought was cool. 2003 Fleer Authentics. Authentics, T-I-X. You actually, some of the cards, this is the set where they had pieces of game-used tickets or event-used ticket stubs. Oh. it's This is literally just a base card, I think, but it's an SGC-10. I just think it's a I ripped a ton of... 03, 01 to 04 are like where those are my years for ripping basketball, uh, baseball and football and oh, almost okay. all of it being flair back then. So I just thought this was an awesome, it's a cheap card. I don't care. I just thought it'd be a cool card to throw in a box and just keep forever yeah. and ever. And, and ever. ever and ever. Uh, yeah, some really cool cards and this ever. week. On the wax stuff, obviously, that we already went over. There's a lot of other wax. Like if you're into Pokemon stuff too, Magic the Gathering and Pokemon have a ton of wax in this week's auction. Uh, anyways, that's what Mike and I are looking at, what we're hoping to buy. Hopefully, you get some deals on. But now that we've told you guys about it, we're sure we probably won't. That's why I didn't say a few of the things I'm actually hoping I'll get. If you win, and here's a new thing we need to start doing too. I actually like to hear from people in that savage Facebook group we have. If you win an auction item at PWCC this week, I would like you to post it on Monday or Tuesday and tag us. Ooh, specifically if you win one that was something that we named, I would also like to know that you stole it out from under me. That would... Then drop your home address. Yeah. So I can send you something in the mail. <laughs> I'll come over and visit. Anyway, that is your weekly PWCC auction review. Uh, that brings us mailbag. down to mailbag time. Mailbag comes from the Facebook. 
The Facebook comes from Mark Zuckerberg's brain and Harvard. Well, I mean, we all know who was Eddie Sabrin, yeah, obviously. Correct. It's the real brain. Well, really, it was the twins. <laughs> Honestly, really, it was the twins. Can't even get past the, the seating room at the Phoenix, by the way. <laughs> He could afford to buy the Phoenix 10 times over now. Got him a Subway sandwich, though. Uh, Trey Reeves, uh, actually, he didn't put a question in there. He just DM'd me because he didn't know how we would feel about it. Have you seen this whole thing about culture collision and the the raffle thing that was going on there? Razzle dazzle. It's apparently a very, like, common carnival scam. Yeah. Hang on. And I use the word scam. I didn't look into it enough to know. Is it just that the odds are actually stacked against you, or is it legitimately something nefarious happening because I don't I didn't look into it. I saw the videos of it so can so let me just put it like yeah. this there are so many people that are talking about it but I have yet to see anyone who said they like there is actual proof that they they did not have the numbers in there so what the game is like it's a big thing of numbers I guess like on uh, maybe ping pong balls and if you get the number that corresponds to the big ticket item which I believe was a PS5, PS5 yep. then you get that prize well I think they're saying like oh that there, there wasn't that number in there or something, or you couldn't actually win it. Okay, so that's an issue, right? If you leave it out. But if you're just telling me, like, hey, it's one in a thousand odds to win, nobody's probably going to win it, I don't care. Yeah. Like, that's then, a different – and here's the other thing. It's getting promoted like, oh, this was also ra- – now, the raffle aspect or the gambling aspect to it is a little bit weird. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, though. Is that actually gambling and illegal in that state? Because that was an angle that was being played. Maybe it is. I didn't look into it enough. Well, I mean, yeah, my, I don't know. I just, some, part of me is just like, I don't care. I would have seen that thing if I was at the show and be like, cool, here's a, like any other carnival game. I'm not going to win, so I'm not going to spend my money. There was a couple of guys who were like, yeah, we, we got taken for thousands. You I, sat there and spent thousands. Thousand I'll be yeah. honest. If you lost thousands of dollars throwing freaking ping pong balls into squares, you deserve to be taken for every dime. <laughs> like that is, but well, this is another example though, where it's like, let's go crazy and throw people under the bus. I don't know. Was it a real issue? Do I think it should have been set up there in the first place? No. If it was my show, I wouldn't have had it. But then it was like, well, Rafi was involved. He wasn't. I haven't heard him speak about it at all. The so, only thing I, I did hear was that they found out about it on Friday, and then they were gone. That that person or whoever it was was gone as of Saturday morning. And then there are people like, oh, well, they're gone. You didn't, like, press charges or whatever. And then they said they were filing a police report. I don't know if that happened yeah, or not. I'm but- curious about, like, what was the crime? I guess because they ripped him off, and that's. I mean, I guess but, that is. But is so. So the ball didn't exist that the winning number was. Like so that's, that's the a, thing. That's, that's why I mean. we don't know. Yeah, right, I don't know if that's there's a scam, proof or not. Right. But if exactly. I just tell you, hey, you got a one in ten thousand shot to win ten thousand bucks, and nobody wins. Yeah. Well, you statistically, you probably weren't going to win. Get pancake back. Like I, <laughs> I don't know what to do here. <laughs> well, so that's what I, I just. I haven't spent. All, some people sent me this too. I think people I, want us to know about it so we can attack Prism God. I think that's what they're wanting us to do. If something nefarious happened, like the ball didn't exist and you allowed this to happen. Well, yeah, and they should, knowingly knew that sure, that was going to happen go too. After yeah. the guy. I guess I would question the first place too. Why would you have this set up anyways? I don't, like, to me, it doesn't do any good. That's like, kind of my thing. You're taking money away from the car. I don't think it's a good business decision. If you knew that they were allowing something, like, unethical to happen where, hey, this ball doesn't even exist. Oh, well, then you're scumbags. I don't know that, though. Yeah. No, actually, quite frankly, I don't think anybody does, but it's obviously a sexy story to say, hey, you know, Rafi knew this was happening and it was a whole big scam. I'm just kind of like, and I always come back to this, too, just to be very, very clear, by the way, like, it also is personal accountability. If you see that game, like, they're not setting up there to give out 50 PS5s. Again, I don't think it should have been there in the first place. I want to be very clear about that. But at the same time, I'm not letting my kid, if Theo's 10 years old, hey, dad, I want to go play the game. Cool, here's 10 bucks. 
I'm lighting that money on fire. I don't care. Sure. But yes. these people are like, oh, they took my kid for a hundred. You need to talk to your child about personal response and you need to be a parent. Yeah. Like, why are you letting, and the adults doing it? You're just stupid. I'm glad you've made it through life this far. I don't know how, but good for you, you have. I guarantee you're supporting princes I spent in Nigeria. Thousand dollars to get a five hundred dollar item. Guaranteed. There's a multiple members of the royal family in Nigeria that you are supporting directly without knowing with your credit card. No chance. And if it was kids, like give them a couple bucks to burn. Who cares? And then move on. Yeah. I think this is a, just being hugely sensationalized. Until I see proof that hey, there was actual involvement with the show promoters. And that's a different animal. If yes. that's the case, go after him. Yeah. Like, get him on here. Yeah, like, quite frankly, Rafi, if you're listening, you're more than welcome to come on and speak about it. We've had you on before. We don't do the witch hunt bull crap. If you want to come on and speak and let us know what happened, be happy to hear your side of the story. I just don't know enough, but like everything else, I blame everybody involved a little bit. There you go. Um, Cody James, what celebrity SP would you want for a product like uh, what they did with Kevin Hart? He says, I think Magic Johnson uh, for the Dodgers would be a cool choice. I can't get over that. I was going to buy my wife, a, a, my girlfriend, an engagement ring, but I was throwing <laughs> ping pong balls, and, and I didn't win the PS. So best case scenario, you want a freaking PlayStation 5. You're 30. You hey, want a PS5? Hey, go freaking buy hey, What's oh, a PS5 yeah. cost, by the way? I think it's around $500. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Multiple people came out. There was that one where like, multiple people lost thousands of dollars. What? Let's go buy the PS5. I will say Trey, the guy who uh, DM'd me about it, he said he was actually there, and he said there were multiple places that had raffle-esque things set up. That, again, goes back okay, to- I like, don't love that. I then. wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't set up raffles, but- I don't like it. That was that the only one that supposedly was a, a scam one, so, but still. And supposedly was a scam. I don't even know that it was. Exactly. I, I wouldn't have them there at all, because I don't want anything taking money out of the room that's not cards, for, yeah. for me, or mm -hmm. sneakers or comics, because culture is a bunch of different stuff. But like some of them, just like I, if we don't have a real answer, and then the other thing is like, well, it's against the law. It's a casino. I don't know the law. gaming laws. By the way, we ran into this with a number of things with breaking when we did CSL. Yeah, a number of states gaming. All, for people to make blanket statements, it's a casino. It's gambling. I can tell you right now, almost every single state had different filings that had to be done. It was so, a nightmare. Yeah, it was yeah. Crazy. So I'm just like, I don't have any idea. But but if you don't like it, don't do it. And if there's something that comes out about it, great. And we've put out the call. Rafi, come on. What was the question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cody Kevin James. Hart, who I want to see included in a parallel. Yeah. I want to see a whole Seinfeld or whole office cast parallel. Legit. Like sure. in, in a Topps baseball product. They did this years ago with yeah. Will Ferrell in Dynasty. Like oh, Will Ferrell was like pictured on a Dynasty card with almost every team or every team throwing out the first pitch. It was actually pretty oh, cool. Oh, really? That yeah. is cool. Um, but like I'd like to pull a game. They've done some of this with George. Like game used pieces in NT. Yes. Well, there is a product. I don't. I think it's a Leaf product. It's not Topps. But there is. I was bidding on it last week and I lost, unfortunately. But he is in... Um, there's one of two where he's out on the mound throwing in a Yankees uniform or something like that. It was cool. Nice. Jamie Sanders. The kaboom, Jerry Seinfeld. That would be actually pretty cool. Uh, Jamie Sanders, if you get an in-person auto on a card and have JSA authenticate it, does it hurt the value of the card or the item in general if they put their sticker on the back? Now, no. before, oh, well, can you also clarify for people who don't know? James Spence authentic, authentication. JSA is authentic, literally authenticates the auto, puts their hologram on it with a number so you can go onto their site and look it up. They also give you a full letter of authenticity. Now, when he says put a sticker, they put it on the card itself? Yeah, they put it on the item they're authenticating because that is their stamp of approval. That sticker then corresponds to the sticker that's on the letter, mm -hmm. and you can look up based on that serial number what the item is. And they'll have like close-ups of the whole item, close-ups of just, of just the signature. Yeah, it's like part of the authentication process. But 
doesn't that affect the card? Like for grading well, or anything like that? Well, That's, you're not going to get it graded. It's being encapsulated by them. So you don't get it graded. Oh, I thought the JSA. On cards. Okay. Yeah. I thought the JSA, JSA was like the oh. thing that PWCC does, like where it's like not in like a hard shell, but like almost like a. Um, you might be right about that. But even still. The sticker going on, like, it doesn't, in that instance, it doesn't really affect the value. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. JNA Goods, who will win the Padres and Dodgers game today? Yes. <laughs> Any particular person you're paying attention to on these teams other than Otani and Yamamoto? I mean, I'm, I'm very curious about the Tatis market. He's still way, way down. Tatis is a star. Like, what does that kid do when he comes back? So, yeah, he's, he's interesting to me. Uh, Brandon Bodine. Basically. Oh, and some of the rookie. By the way, some of the prospects too. Like James Ottman had a great year this year as a rookie. Does he come back? Miguel Vargas was sent down. Does he come up for the Dodgers? The Dodgers are getting kind of crowded now. Um, I'm trying to think. Jackson Merrill is going to be Thank starting in left field for the Padres as well. So. I was literally I love that freaking mm-hmm. Eddie coming out of nowhere. Thank you, Eddie. I was going to say Ethan Salas. It's not Salas. He's like 13. Jackson Merrill <laughs> came up with a ton of hype a couple years ago. Fell off. A- hey, Eddie. What about Samuel Zavala? Is he going to be in the bigs at all this year or no? Uh, I don't think so. I think they're okay. already kind of crowded with outfield because I think Farrell's probably Merrill is going to probably start be starting in left field this year for the Padres. So okay, I don't I don't think Savala has much of a place. Gotcha. I mean, I'll tell you right now from a card standpoint, I don't know much about Jackson on the field, but Merrill came up with a ton of hype, just didn't perform as well as people thought, and just got crowded up by other big names mm-hmm. that they had, and his stuff came way way down. So okay. Merrill could be a guy you look at, but I, I you have to research it first before just. Buying it from what I just said there. Um, Brandon Bodine basically just wants to have Simmons back on. He loves our I podcast. I texted me and Simmons been texting, man. We're yep. friends again. I think Sean- we're getting fired, but we're friends. <laughs> we'll go out with a bang. Sean Daxberger wants to know. Um, oh, will Mike acknowledge Am I the best me person as ever? the goat buyer no, and his shocked. breaks? Goat buyer. Guy bought like one spot this week. I did my shipping today. Sean, <laughs> step up. It was a rookie number, Sean. Rookie Pump numbers. Pump them up. All right, Sean, you've heard it. S-H-A-W-N, by the way, for Sean. Do you like that, or are you an SEA again? Okay. Uh, Don Getters, better buy before the season starts. Soto or Trout? I almost think Trout. Trout has actually come down quite a bit. Soto has already been lifted because of that trade. I think, it's which is weird to say, I think Trout might have a little bit more room to grow right now. Okay. Should ask Tom that one. Dang it. Nick Phillips. Why do Tops and Panini put checklists out that are incomplete? Series one has inserts, and I've seen autos from Mosaic that, according to the checklist, didn't exist. Oh, it's a screw up. I have no idea. I'm sure it's not intentional. I'm sure it's a mistake of some kind. I, I didn't know that was a thing, though. Okay. I've, yep. I've heard other people say this before. I've wondered if it's just like a thing people just have to get used to. Or typically, in your mind, is it typically a complete checklist when it comes out? Like you, you're not used to that being a, a case, right? Like where there's just always yeah, something in there that wasn't initially on the checklist. I don't think that's the norm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Matt Sholmes, do you anticipate Tops releasing football, basketball, twenty four non licensed product, uh, i.e., Chrome Finest? If so, would you rather have a non licensed Tops Bowman Chrome Auto of Caleb Williams or a licensed Panini Prism Optic? Non-auto, low numbered of the same player. Give me the licensed pro uniform non-auto. Okay. I also don't know that they're going to do that, though. Like, the, right now, the model we've seen is they're going to release logoed college uniform stuff of these guys. I don't know that we're going to get, like, top's finest football next year that's just non-logoed. Plus, their deal doesn't kick in for a few years. So, basketball, Fanatics officially starts with basketball as of the 25-26 season. 
So as soon as that 25-26 season starts, they get they can put out anything they want. As far as NFL, that starts the 26-2026 season. So next year, 2025 for an NBA, mm-hmm. 2026 for NHL, NFL. Yep. Ryan Martinez. Last question. Buy, sell, hold. No. One for each, he says. So it doesn't have to be... Uh, See, I don't know what that means. Does that mean I have to use each thing only one time? Or for every player, I have to use buy, sell, or hold? I My understanding when I read it was like, you could choose buy, sell, or hold for each one of okay, them. Go. But That's what we'll do. Go. Love. Jordan Love, I believe, is what he's referring to. Richardson. He's come down already, so. You uh, might almost be able to buy Rich- I- I'm not super familiar with his pricing. I know it's come way, way, way down. And that's still a fairly decent roster. I don't know that you could. And they have some offensive weapons. I, th- I would lean toward buy on him. Okay. Uh, I'm Burrow. going, by the way, I'm, who's the last one? Burrow. Oh, it's same thing. I actually think you could buy Burrow right now. The injury. He came way down this offseason. Yeah. I think you could probably buy those last two. What's funny is I think Love may actually, if not a hold buy, because he has dropped already. I don't know if he's going to drop any more from this. And there's just so much hype around I, I, it. That's I think a, he's that's one of the pro- most hyped ones. And that's why I wouldn't buy him right now. That's why I would hold him and see if the hype, if it turns out to be true. If he starts off slow, though, we're going to be like 2.0 of like, oh, this is the guy who we were all hyped about mm-hmm. two years ago. Sam Darnold had some great games. He's obviously accomplished way more than anybody like that ever has. It's like, sure. oh, this guy's only accomplished nothing, and now we're going crazy. I think it could be a dramatic overreaction if he starts off slow. By the that's way, when I would buy him. You saw, I assume you saw that thing about Anthony Richardson and PSA not grading some of those Prism autos. Oh, yeah. Well, so this is the only, there's, if you've heard about this uh, or if you haven't heard about it, it's basically someone sent in a, a card, a Prism auto of Anthony Richardson to PSA. They sent it back saying, do not hold her. And it's coming out that their PSA is looking into the authentication or if they're real autos. That's the basic question. Um, I don't know how extensive that is. It could be based on uh, just a few cards. It may be based on multiple, but some people are theorizing that this is the autos do look different, but not completely different. So it may just be the fact that he has, you know, the busted shoulder and had surgery on it. It may have something to do with why his auto looks a little different. I don't know if that's true or not, but there you go. That's the only theory that I've heard on why it would be, unless it actually is fake, which hopefully that's not the case. Cool. Um, all That's right. It. Long show. Sports cards. Oh, anything else? No, Good. I don't think so. Sports cards nonsense. Sports cards running a podcast network powered by Spotify. We're back next week. Uh, we are mentally well now after this week. So we'll be back next week with two shows. Thank you, Spotify. Yeah. Goodbye.